when you do something every day, all day, it's no, it's no room to be terrible at it. It's no room to not be like, I literally for three years straight, I was just doing cookies every day, all day. That's it. Or working on marketing or working on my, like I literally just worked on my business. Um, so yeah, practice, 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 practice. Yep. Practice, study, practice, ask questions, practice, and boom. All right, what up, though? Black Friday family, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I have Jocelyn here of Four Taste, and welcome to the podcast. How you doing today? Hi, how's everyone doing? Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you as well. So wanted to get a little bit more background about Jocelyn, the person, and then also uh, Four Taste. So if you would intro us into your world a little bit. Okay, Jocelyn, the person is... Um, I come from a huge family. I have six siblings. Um, I was born in Illinois, Peoria, Illinois, uh, raised in Detroit, went to suburban schools. Um, I started cooking at a really early age. I was about 10 when I started like making breakfast for the family. Um, by the time I was 16, I was cooking full meals by myself for the family. Um, who Jocelyn is? Jocelyn has two degrees. Uh, I have one in sport management, and then I have one in business administration, which is my master's degree. Uh, I I love food, so <laughs> so it makes sense that Fortaste is what I'm doing. I would I would have never saw me doing this. I wanted to be a corporate girl in the corporate world. I wanted to do marketing. Um, turns out with my business, I hate marketing, um, <laughs> but I wanted to do marketing. Uh, just be this marketing girl and dominate in the sports realm did not go that way. Um, God had a totally different plan for me. So Interesting. So I did not know the sports background piece or the NBA piece. So I have an NBA, also have a sports background, had been lucky enough to work in the different aspects of uh, the different type of work that I do. I'm a marketing professional by oh, wow. day. So we'll, we'll have to circle back to that uh, in a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Um, I also ran track. I ran track like halfway through college, but like all of my life and then a little bit into college until I had to like start paying for my own food and bills. <laughs> so yeah. Of course, of <laughs> course. So I will intro you to Freestyle Fridays, which is my favorite part of Black Fridays. And And very simple. It's a random assortment of questions. They all about you, so you shouldn't get them wrong. And I'd have two rules. You answer everyone, and you answer honestly. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. So uh, this should probably be a layup for you, but favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook right now, because I, I, it changes, is probably shrimp and grits. It's a killer. I, nobody can see me. I, I'm sorry. I'm very confident. No <laughs> one can see me when it comes to shrimp and grits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. Nobody can see in the shrimp and grits. Um, if you had to pick one to describe your personality, would you say it's spicy, sweet, sour, or salty? <laughs> That's somebody who just took the words from Forte. I definitely uh, stole that from the website, <laughs> for sure. Um, one of my friends called me, or he just randomly says, you getting spicy? And I have to check myself. I think I'm really sweet, but I'm mostly spicy. Like... 
I'm, I'm sweet until I turn spicy. I, <laughs> I think sweet and spicy. Can I say that? Yep, I absolutely. <laughs> Fair enough. Last song that you listened to. The last song I listened to today? Oh, my goodness. I was just in the car. Uh, or last one you remember? Oh, the last one I listened to. Rock Steady by The Whispers. <laughs> <laughs> I was jamming in the car to that one. So. Okay. Shout out to The Whispers. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite breed of dog? Um, To train or to have? Uh, we can do both. Okay. Um, I grew up training pit, pit bulls, so pit bulls to train. They're the sweetest. They're the sweetest and easiest okay. to train. Okay. Um, my favorite dog to, like, have. I would not train this dog because they're very clingy. Mm-hmm. Um, a golden doodle. Mm. I'm not training it, though. I, I can have a full-grown one, but I'm not training it. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> and what are the best cookies of all time? And... As far as this goes, I want you to think about store-bought. Store-bought of all time, best cookies of all time that are store-bought. Okay, so are they coming from, like, manufacturing? Like, are they? Yeah, like like mass-produced. So, like, your Oreos, your Lorna Dunes, your okay. Chips Ahoy. I got you, I got you, I got you. Oreos, obviously. I'm going to say Oreos. Okay. I love Oreos. And then you can always put Oreos in, like, ice cream. You can put, I put Oreos in cookie dough. Like, you can, like, versatile with the Oreo. Mm-hmm. I love Oreos. And you can also do fried Oreos. Mm. I'm your girl. Fried, <laughs> a little pancake mix and some Oreos. And you got yourself a dessert. But, yeah, I love, I love Oreos. Okay, so it's the flexibility of the Oreos. Yes. I will make a, a admission on the podcast to a guilty pleasure. The Like the sugar cookies they put out front, like oh. the seasonal joints, I feel like those are underrated. I don't eat them nowadays, but like growing up, you get a whole pack for like $4, and they literally just sugar cookies with, with the frosting on them. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Um, they don't expire. That's a problem. <laughs> if it don't expire, what is in these? <laughs> Y'all trying to kill us. Exactly. Um, they are really good. They... I just, I'm not really into the sugar cookies. And it's crazy because I'm my whole business is based off sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. Good thing, too, because I probably would be. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not really, I, I taste my cookies, and I'm like, okay, cool. So those cookies aren't my favorite. I love chocolate. Mm. I love chocolate. So. <laughs> <laughs> dope, dope. Well, congratulations to you for successfully passing Freestyle Friday. So thank you for engaging in the randomness so wanted to you have mentioned that you've been cooking since you were 10 years old um and then like making full meals for the family around 16 so could you take us back to jocelyn like back at that age like when you started to learn how to cook how did you grow that attachment towards you know cooking and and your culinary skills um well i was always in the kitchen and i also like always knew when the food was ready Somehow, some way, I would be coming down the stairs perfect timing and the food would be ready. Um, so uh, my stepdad, I just like kind of watched him cook and I also watched my mom cook. And then my mother, my grandmother um, bakes a lot. So that's kind of where I kind of got the whole combined, like always seeing people cook, always in the kitchen, always eating. Um, I'm like, I want to do this for myself. I think the first thing I made was a grilled cheese sandwich. I think that's like everyone's first thing that they make or they parents a lot of them make um so I think like just being around like family cooking and it being so good I'm like I gotta learn how to make that like so that's where it that's where it started grilled cheese sandwich 
Got you. Yeah, that's definitely an early, early on thing that you uh, you learn how to cook in the household for sure. And then, so did that ever turn into any formal like culinary skills or like you going to school or programs or anything like that? Nope, 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 nope. When you are anointed, you do not need to go to school for anything. God mm. will give you everything before you. And I think that that's what it's just being. Like I've 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 been around food all my life. Like I never had to. People just taught me when mm. I, like, I just asked. All I had to do was ask, and I was taught. Um, I think I made my first cake coming out of uh, college. I think I was an undergrad, mm. and I asked my grandmother. She makes, like, these cakes that are famous in our family, and everybody always wants her to make cakes. So I was like, can you teach me how to make that cake? And I just wanted to, like, learn how to make it um, for absolutely no reason. So we had this cake sitting around because <laughs> it wasn't as good as hers. But, um but yeah, so I I think that my culinary skills came from learning. Like mm-hmm. I just I just learn. Like I just ask, and then I just do it, and I ask you. And every time I did it, I did it well. Like it was not ever like a flop where I burned up the kitchen or <laughs> like it was like, dang, you actually did a good job. Mm-hmm. Like this this might be this might be something for you. So um, yeah, I, I still to this day, if I don't remember a recipe, I call my mom or my grandmother or my stepdad. So, yeah. Gotcha. And then um, as far as foretaste, when you decided to turn this and formalize it, like the, your love and passion for cooking into um, formally a business, like what led that decision and what, where were you at in life when you decided to do that? How did that kind of come about? I was broke as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> where was I at in life? I was broke as, as a joke and I was trying to figure out like, what are the next steps for me? Like, what do I want to do in life? Like, of course I need money to survive, but like, what do I really want to do? What do I love to do? And who brought me out of, like, who brought those ideas out of me and who literally brought Forte's, pulled Forte's out of me was my Aunt Shauna, which is like my best, she's my bestie. Um, My uncle always says, you mean your bestie? Because I was like, where's Aunt Shauna? You mean your bestie? So, um, she is, and she also mentored me because she's opened so many businesses and successful businesses. So she was like my business mentor. So she pulled for taste out of me. Um, I think that what was the question? So I can keep going because I really forgot. What, what made you? No, all good, all good. What made you uh, turn for business into a business from when you were just you know cooking for recreation? Okay, so I really I love to work out. Like I, like one girl. This girl makes a joke that you only work out and, and make cookies. Like, basically, I mean, and, and also serve the Lord. But <laughs> that's basically all I do. Yeah, I work out. Man. So I love working out. So originally, Fortaste was a meal prepping service. So for people to like eat healthy, um, like or they work too much, they can't like stop and cook for themselves, or they need lunch and they don't want to keep you know paying for food, fast food, and different things like that. So Forte started off like that, and then during the pandemic, um, first of all, I didn't. I sold probably two meal preps. <laughs> let's let's be very clear. That was not a cakewalk. Um, and then I, during the pandemic, I did a bake sale, sold out. Did another bake sale, sold out. Did another bake sale, sold out. So I was like, sweet sale, huh? And my mom was like. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, so um, I kept seeing people decorating cookies online, 
And I'm like, I want to try to do that. So I tried to do it. Obviously, it was a flop the first couple of times. The base of the cookie was good. The icing was good. But um, the design was trash. And I was like, I wish I could, like, show you guys some pictures. I can't show you pictures. But they were they were awful. And people were like, these are so cute. Oh, my gosh. So, like, my first client was in July 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, it was my coworker at the time. And... I think I gave her 20 cookies for like $55. I would never do that again. <laughs> um, I was working my tail off because I worked for Enterprise at this time. And I literally, like, if anybody knows, when you work at Enterprise, you are a slave. Um, <laughs> they are slaving you. Um, I'm laughing because I know I know people that went through that, yeah, that grind. Yeah, you are slaving. And you're like making, I think I probably made, by the time I quit, I made like maybe I made probably 20000 in a couple of months, which is a lot of money mm-hmm. for me at the time. That's not that now. But I just was like, what the heck? Like, I'm really slave. I have two degrees. I should not be washing cars mm-hmm. ever. So the, at that point, I realized I can sell a dozen of these for $55. And so that's when I just kind of took off. And then it started to get so much so where I had to resign from Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm resigning. I can't do this anymore. So I um, resigned. I made seventy five hundred off of Forte's the first like July twenty twenty through December twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and then the next year, we like two hundred percent up in profit, mm-hmm. which is like twenty two. I think I made like twenty three, twenty two k off of just cookies alone. And then the next year, which was twenty last year, I made forty. I'm lying to you guys. I made like sixty k mm-hmm. cookies alone that that's not even that's like a little baby fraction Mm. so thank you aunt shauna (laughs) (laughs) for like pulling she literally pulled it out of me like no stop stop thinking of the jobs you can apply to Mm. and think of what do you love to do what is your passion what is going to make you money and you you not you enjoy and you not feel like you're stressing out about it Mm. so thanks aunt shauna dope dope (laughs) And I wanted to ask, so during the time frame when you, when Forte started to officially take off, you said it was 2020. So I just wanted to know out of curiosity, do you, did you feel any added pressure of the pandemic and kind of like what, what was going on with that to give you that extra nudge to like, all right, let's make this a, let's make this thing, let's put more energy towards this. Um, or did it, was it not really a factor? You were going to do it regardless. I didn't need to do nothing. It's, it's so crazy. Cause like, the more, the more deeply rooted I get with the Lord, because I, I call myself a baby Christian, because I'm like just now coming to God and like giving myself fully to Him. I realize like with God, you do not need to work harder. Mm. You do not need to work harder. Like literally, things are gonna just fall into your lap and it's gonna work out for the benefit of your good. Like, um, so for taste, literally, I didn't work harder in 2020 mm. to 2021. 20, I didn't work harder. I just I don't know what I did. I really, I can't, like, I just tried to give love in each order. Mm -hmm. And I also tried to, like, do it the best that I can. Mm -hmm. Like, as if I'm doing an order for myself. Or as as if these were at my wedding or my baby shower or my event. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, yeah. And then Fortes have been getting, like, these big corporate deals. Like, Bedrock, Delta Airlines, like, the lip bar, like you, mm-hmm. when when I say, I don't think you understand. Like when I say 
you do not have to work harder when you are walking with Christ. Like he will like push people towards you and like lift you up. Mm -hmm. Like he'll elevate you. And I think that elevation is the best type of elevation. So most definitely. So yeah, most definitely. And uh, as far as being able to, I know that you said early on, like you wasn't in love with the styling of your, your cookies or your work. How did you work to, or how did you invest the time to, kind of develop your own sense of style or get better in the craft of like the actual design of the cookies that you do. Cause I was looking at the page and mm -hmm. you definitely got some, some dope work on there. I'm a sneaker head. So the ones that you did with the shoes on them oh, was, yeah. was I love those. Yeah. 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 Um, man, I think, excuse me, when you do something every day, all day, it's not, it's no room to be terrible at it. It's no room to not be like, I literally for three years straight, I was just doing cookies every day, all day. That's it. Or working on marketing or working on my, like, I literally just worked on my business. Um, so, yeah, practice, 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 practice. Yeah. Practice, study, practice, ask questions, practice, and boom. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And uh, you had mentioned the marketing piece. So I know that you said that you had initially thought you wanted to do, like, a career in marketing, but that didn't work out the way you wanted to, but how were you able to take some of those things and apply it to what you do with your business? Um, thank God that I did go through sport management. Thank God that I did go through um, business administration because it's played a part on marketing, as you say. And I also did photography for a little bit. So mm -hmm. I also know how to like style the photos. I know how to like, I built my whole website and people are always like, you did what? That's it. Yeah, I made my whole, everything you see on that website, Jocelyn typed it out, put the <laughs> picture on there. Like, everything on my website I did. Um, I, I, It's helped me so much. I'm I'm beyond grateful for, like, the background that I have that I think is, like, that my family think is, you got two degrees for no reason. But little do you know, like, the way I respond, the way Fortaste, like, responds to emails, the way Fortaste um, automatically sends emails after you, like, or automatically sends a receipt, like, that came from those degrees. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The degrees, have they've helped me. And I don't, I don't care what my family say. I hope they don't. I love you guys. But um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Like, my degrees have helped me. And I'm paying them back. Mm -hmm. So, joke how you want. What's the, uh, I always, <laughs> always tell people, uh, the joke is, um, I forgave myself for them long, so you know, <laughs> they, they're going to have to forgive me, too. They gonna have to, that's between gosh. them and God at that point. My brother is always like, who paying them back? I ain't paying them back. <laughs> and, I'm <just> like, <laughs> and I'm just like, huh, whatever. But obviously, I'm going to pay. Obviously, you know, I'm paying the student loans back, but it's just of like. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Did I waste my time? Maybe. And if this finds a way to the White House, Joey B, um, we need that. We need that 10k plus more uh, oh, off yeah. of that, off of those loans. By matter of fact, just eradicate all of them. And we'll, I'm claiming we'll it right good. now. Yeah, there we go. In the name of Jesus, I don't care if you believe Jesus or not. There we go. I'm claiming it in the name of Jesus that I don't. I'm not paying them back. <laughs> they forgiven in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm paying it back. But you can't forgive at least fifty thousand. Wow, fifty thousand wow is nothing. Yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, just a little some. Some like yeah. <laughs> Can I ask where you did your MBA program? I did them both at or yeah, well, I did um, CMU. CMU, dope. Yeah, CMU. Okay. So I they pay for half, 
at CMU, but it feels like they didn't. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I go back and look, I'm like, the program's pricey. Yo, what did y'all pay for? Like, I don't think y'all pay for anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody's lying to me. Right. <laughs> but but I, I love seeing black people with their MBAs. So anytime yeah. I yeah hear somebody else that went through that that journey, you know, I definitely love to hear what school they went to, what their experiences were. Um, I was the only black person. Not even black when I was the only black person. Ooh. So I think they gave me that scholarship as a, oh, this is our diversity count. <laughs> Actually, I know they did that. Mm-hmm. I won't say no names. Right. But, but I, hey, know, I know they did that. You got to agree like, with your name on it. I was like, you know what? I don't care if I'm a little golden egg or whatever the heck they call it. It's the royalties, white sororities. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I'll take it. I will take it. Okay, with grace. And act like I don't know nothing. But exactly. I knew. For I sure. Know. For sure. It's You're... cool. Look at me now. Right. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask about, you had worked with uh, some pretty large brands. You mm-hmm. said Delta Airlines, Foot Locker, um, uh, Rocket, uh, the Rock, the family of Rocket brands. Mm-hmm. How? Tell us about, like, your first big order or partnership that you got with one of those. And, like, what was that experience like when you had a chance to do that? Okay. I'm going to, can I start with the worst one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. We, yeah, we like the real here. <laughs> Okay, so the worst one was Bedrock, and not because of them, mm. because of me. Mm. I know a lot of people don't like to be hold, hold themselves accountable, but I'm going to tell you right now, I hold myself accountable. Um, I messed up this order because I didn't know what I was doing, and I thought I did know what I was doing. It was 500 cookies, Mm-mm-mm-mm. and I think about it, I had an, my first anxiety attack ever. First of all, I was like throwing up and crying at the same time. I actually really couldn't even breathe. It sounds really bad, but... It is what it is. Um, These cookies were smearing in the bag. Mm. So, like, you know how the design is, like, really nice on it. When you put it in the bag, if the icing isn't dry enough or if the ink isn't dry enough or the cookie isn't done enough or whatever, any type of, like, it's such a science to these cookies. I didn't have that on this order. When I say, like, half of the order, so, like, 250 cookies, they had to throw away. I, I literally lost my mind. Like, mm. what, so you're telling me I have to go back and do these? And and the craziest part is God gave me so much grace. They gave me grace, too, because they never asked for their money back. Mm. They ne- they paid me a problem like $4,000 for that order. They never asked me for a cent back. They just re- they charged it to the game. Mm. I, I, I said, I got to get back on good terms with them because, yeah. Like, I owe them, first of all. Mm. But... Um, that was Bedrock. Um, the best one yet, the first one, let's go back to the first one. The first one was an unknown company. I still don't know the name. It started with like a Z. But um, the guy was a manager over like all of these trailer homes. Mm-hmm. And for Christmas, he wanted to give like each home three cookies. Mm-hmm. The biggest order I've ever done. And boy, was I in over my head. I think they pay about, about close to like five thousand or I think it was six thousand. They paid six thousand dollars for this order. Oh my goodness. I was so in first of all, I never had ever iced that many cookies in a week alone. I I think I'd worked like fifteen hour days. I, I should have basically slept at where I was like <laughs> where I was making the cookies. It was the craziest thing ever. And then the designs came out so ugly. <laughs> like they were so bad. I was like I don't even want to show the world like this. So I just showed the world like the boxes. And the guy was so nice. Like he was like, 
don't worry about it. We just needed to spend this amount of money. Like, you just paid me basically $7,000, and you're telling me it's fine that all these cookies are messed up as long as they taste good? Mm. He said he got so many compliments on the cookies. Like, they're asking for more. And so they did it again the following year for, I think it was like Customer Appreciation Day, which is in the summer. Mm. Um, But they did like one cookie and then, like, people came to, like, the office to pick them up or whatever. Mm. Um, but it was just, like, these rich people do not care. And when I say it's money out here to be made, and it's money out here to be made. Mm. Like, so don't worry about that one customer that's giving you a hard time because it's a contract out there waiting for you. And you're going to mess up. You might mess up. You might not mess up. But when you mess up, they're going to give you so much grace because it's not their money and they don't care. Mm. They don't care. Like, oh, I just need to meet a quota. Like, so we get the same thing next year. That's literally what he told me. Mm-hmm. So um, the next one I have is the lip bar, um, which is, like, well-known. It's like, all the girlies love the lip bar. Um, and they order just about every month from me, and they do all their parties with me. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is just, like, an ongoing relationship. They've been with me since 2021. Yep, they've been with me since, dang. For a couple years now. That's love. That's yeah, that's love. Um and then Foot Locker is ongoing as well. They, like, order only in the beginning of the year when they have their Sneak Her events. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Did you do the uh, one that happened in uh, March this month? Yeah. That was okay. what the sneakers were for. Okay. That event. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then what Delta Airlines. They mm-hmm. did their breast cancer awareness with me. And then I, it's one more. The girl from Delta found me from – because I, I guess I did – where did, where did she say she found me from? I did cookies for Valentine's Day. And she was like, I loved them. And I thought they would be like a good touch. To, she works in corporate for Delta. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, you never know who people work for. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know who they work for. And like, what kind of pool they have. So that was really cool. She I, she continues to order from me. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate that. Um, and the last one was the Michigan State Bar Association okay. or Foundation. I can't remember. But they basically help, like, people that can't afford lawyers get lawyers. So mm-hmm. I thought that was beautiful. I'm like, wow, I, I love what you guys do. Um, and they were, I think they were, like, all these are, like, huge, huge orders. <laughs> these mm-hmm. are, like, um, but, yeah, I just hope that I continue. Like, I, I did a good job enough for them to, like, come back, especially mm-hmm. Delta Airlines. Like, I would love for them to come back. Um, but yeah, those are the big orders, corporate orders. And would you be able to, uh, talk a little bit about how you have, or a situation where you reached out to maybe one of these groups that you might've wanted to work with and really how to foster those type of relationships? Cause I know you say mm-hmm. it's, it's been a mix for you. Like people reach out to you, maybe you reached out to others or met somebody, but like the importance of developing those relationships. Um, business to business is always important because again, you never know who people work for. And also they don't care cause it's not their money. Mm-hmm. Like they don't care. Um, I, uh, so recently I just made a connection with, I will not say the bank, but it's a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you just have to know somebody to know somebody to know somebody. It, when they say that in college, you be like, all right, whatever. Like, no, that is the real gag. The gag is, <laughs> <laughs> know somebody that know somebody that know somebody mm-hmm. and for some reason somebody has always tried for taste cookies and they never know what i look like mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i'm the owner for taste and they're like this is the cookies with the, the stuff on it and i'm like yeah and they're like 
them cookies, girl, them cookies so good. Let me get your information. <laughs> and they work higher up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then they just want to negotiate, like, prices, um, what packages I may have or may not have, and, like, what's the max they can order. That's literally how those conversations usually go. Mm-hmm. Um, I am piecing together, like, um, kind of a contract so it can be ongoing. Like, they pay, like, a subscription. Right. And then we deliver, like, however many pastries mm-hmm. they want. And that's big because I see um, some people that are friends of the podcast, been on the podcast before. They'll do big deals like that with a lot of these co- companies in the uh, Metro Detroit area or other places. Um, like I've seen like a, a few of the homies, they got deals in Comerica Park, LCA, yeah. stuff like that. And uh, like you said, it's definitely money out there to be made, especially even in a, a service-based uh, business and being able to make those connections because yeah. you don't know where it could take you. Yeah, it's really um, getting into LCA is hard. That's mm-hmm. really hard. You gotta have, you have have you have to have oh jeez a strong production behind you. Like you have to have pushing it out. You gotta be pushing it out. Like them games are back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So um, when we reach there, just know I'm no longer in the kitchen. <laughs> I am not in the kitchen. <laughs> Jocelyn is really the CEO this time, working on operations. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm i on my way. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to University of Michigan. I'm on my way to LCA. I'm on my way to maybe not the Tigers. They have too many games. Oh, no, let me not. I'm not putting limitations on God. Um, I'm on my way. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know who, what. You know what I'm saying? But I'm on my way, and I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'm going to invite you guys. <laughs> oh, most definitely, yeah. If, yeah, if it's treats there, we there. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, you're gonna invite. You're getting invite. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, what would you say are some of the challenges? And I think you talked to some of these before, but maybe more so from a broader business standpoint in being in a food based business. Because I always, um, like for example, background about myself. Like I used to try to get jobs in high school. Like for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they weren't hiring me, but I had no problem trying to work in like fast food or something like that. But mm-hmm. Never ended up going that route, but like the food business, I'm like, that's probably one of the more challenging business out there, industries out there in general. So just wanted to get your perspective of being in that space. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the triumphs? What are some things that you just try to um, look out for in being in a, a food-based service business? Um, being food-based, so I don't have the same like I'll look at other people because I know some people can't even like you're not supposed to make food out of your home right Mm -hmm. but see me I can because I don't have to like chill my food at any temperature Mm -hmm. if you have to heat your food at a certain temperature or chill your food at a certain temperature technically you're not supposed to be cooking out of y'all that is illegal Mm -hmm. and unsanitary so all of my stuff are baked goods and you can literally set them on the counter Mm -hmm. and go so since that is my business I don't really have a lot of problem. Like people, you, you don't know, have as many limitations. Yeah, I don't have yeah. really limitations. I mean, they have like how much you can make per year. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. It used to be twenty five thousand dollars is all I could make. Wow. I said, well, we got to figure something out because this is this ain't it. You can't live off of that. And mm-hmm. that was like that for years. And um, I don't quote me on this because I might be telling a story. Um, they, they, I think they raised it to twenty, uh, to seventy five now. Okay, mm. you can make a year. And is this like the IRS, the federal government, like regulation? This is, I don't. It's under the cottage law regulation. Okay. So that's like, I believe that's state by state. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, so it would be, I don't know, state government. I don't know. Just don't 
blurt that one out. Um, so, yeah, so that is something that I absolutely loved. I said, oh, cool, they're not going to be checking for me. Like, mm-hmm. they don't care. As long as I can't ship things, that's the only thing. I can't ship technically. Did I ship? Have I shipped? I don't know. I won't say. Um, Alleg- allegedly. I've shipped. I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. I've shipped some things. Um, but, yeah, so also when it comes to dog treats, I don't think it, it matters because I do dog treats. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, so another thing that I've kind of have trouble with is, like, when I do pop-up shops, everything has to go. Like, mm-hmm. I can't save the T-shirt. You know, the T-shirt people, they can save their stuff. They can just put it in a box, save it for the next one. My stuff has to go within the week because it's food mm-hmm. so that's another thing when i was trying to like get my brand out there going to all these pop-up shops i'm like yo what's the foot traffic i'm not coming unless it's like a thousand people at least because i need to sell out you gotta be strategic. um and i was finding that i wasn't selling out and this was you know pop-up shops were big during the pan- pandemic and like mm-hmm. directly after now they're like slowing down they're kind of like uh been there done that type of thing um and I didn't like going to them because I wouldn't like towards the end, like when it was kind of dying down, people going back to work, people like had stuff to do. Mm. I wasn't selling out. And I'm like, literally like, where am I supposed to get these treats to? So I literally start giving them to the homeless. Mm. I'm like, dope. you know what? We about to figure it out. We ain't about to, we are not about to waste this stuff. Mm. Um, so I just started giving my food to the homeless. I'm actually about to give some leftovers now from the carrot cake. Cause I cut them out in the, in the circle. You'll see in your box. Um, it's like a big pan, and I cut them out with cookie cutters in a circle. Mm-hmm. And then it's like leftover um, batter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's cake at that point. It's leftover cake. And so then I put them in lunch boxes, and I like frost them and make them all cute. And then I'm going to give them to the homeless because it's leftover. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to waste this cake. So I'm like, I might as well just give this. So that's where I'm like, hey, you can't keep working yourself to death and not making money. So that's one thing. Pop-up shops, just be very careful in the food industry. Like, make sure the foot traffic is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a good thing is, a good thing from being in the cooking industry is, it's not a lot of black women, but the black women all know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you all know, you know everyone. So you, you have, like, this kind of community within itself, but not a community, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I guess we can make it a community, though. Um, now that that part I find interesting because you historically or traditionally like black women are the people that are yeah. holding the household down as far yep. as cooking and in the kitchen yep. and teaching younger generations yep. how to cook. I learned how to cook from my grandma, my grandma who learned from her mom, yep. um, and my mom learned from her, and my mm-hmm. sister learned from them. So like I, that's how I the few dishes that I do make or attempt to make, like you know I can do a couple of things in the kitchen, but I got that from them but mm-hmm. as far as the food industry what you're saying is it's not a lot of them that's formally doing these formally things. yes formally and properly and professionally and being successful like all of those factors matter right and it really comes down to like black people and as i like a people not having enough funding mm. not having enough guidance on like the the operation side or like doing the back work and it could be a little bit of laziness like you could just be lazy. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do a business plan. I don't want to do my taxes. I don't want to. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to get a loan, when you want to talk money, you can't do any of that stuff. With. You can't have, you can't not have, you cannot afford to not have mm-hmm. a business plan and, 
you know, your financial projections and you have to literally do the work. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work. And, and, and black people as a community, they want it easy. They do. They do. Some of us do. I have to be honest. They do. Um, unfortunately, but, and I think that's really why. You got to put the work in. You got to put the work in. I've, I've met so many um, black chefs, women chefs from Detroit recently, like last month, because they were having all these women events. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, it's more people than I thought. Like, what businesses do y'all so can support y'all? Like, mm-hmm. so that was really cool to see. I loved, love, love that event. And it was um, Cooking with Q um, did an event. It was called Let's Talk Women Detroit. And I loved it because it was mm-hmm. all women chefs. So it was all women in the food and beverage um, industry. Um, so I met so many, like, dope women. Like, um, Chicken and Caviar was there. Um, Good Cakes and Bakes was there. Mm-hmm. I try to think who else was there that, like, is... It was all women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it was a couple white women. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of... It was some more... Obviously, Cooking Cute was there. Cooking with Cute was there. But, like, these are big people. These are people that are big in, mm-hmm. our, in our community right now, in Detroit. So it was cool to see, like, them... I finally get to meet you guys. This never <laughs> happens. Um, so, yeah. That's dope to be able to tap into that community and, and know who's a part of that circle. And mm-hmm. Like you said, be able to go and support them. Um, you know, I'm sure there's things to learn from them as well. So just knowing that that community exists, I'm sure it was a, a amazing yeah. experience. They were cool. They were really cool. I was like, hey, you know, women from Detroit are not, sometimes they are not the nicest, but these women were dope. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're they're business women, so of course, they're amazing. So what what do you see in your crystal ball next for for taste for you as a, a business owner? Like what are we like to put things out there in the the universe here on Black Fridays and see it come back? So what what do you kind of see in your crystal ball that's next? I don't believe in crystal balls, but I would say that God is doing His big one. Ain't that what y'all saying, Trey? <laughs> God doing His big one. Um, we are. I just say it. We open a, a storefront soon, coming soon. Mm. I won't share the city yet, but yeah, storefront. Are you multi city? Yeah, we'll be in a we'll be in a storefront. Um, I don't know when. I won't say when. Um, I won't say. I, I just won't say when. But we'll be. We'll be. I'll invite you guys to the grand opening. Coming soon. Yes, coming soon. Dope, dope. Yes. <laughs> we love, love to hear that. Love to hear that type of news. So uh, congrats on that in advance. Thank you. Uh, and wanted to know if the people want to tap in with you, they want to custom order cookies, they want to follow your journey, learn more from you, where would they be able to find you? Uh, we are all e-commerce right now, so we're all online. I don't ship, though. E-commerce, just come pick it up. But we are in Midtown Detroit, and you can follow us on Instagram at Fortaste, F-O-U-R-T-A-S-E. E T E. Oh my goodness, let me say that again. F O U R T A S T E for taste. And then we can you can also reach us online. So the same exact thing I just spelled ww dot for two Rs and for taste.com and then it'll pop right up. It says order cookies, click the button. You can order cookies. Perfect. And before I forget, um, forgot to mention this earlier, but you said you had mentioned dog treats that you do as well. So mm-hmm. just wanted to know uh, briefly, like, how did that come about? And then because that's also unique 
uh, as well. We don't, you know, see people of color really coming out, or at least we don't know that they're of color coming okay. out with their own dog treats or pet food. Um, so it's not a lot of us. It's not a lot of us. I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, so I had a dog, and he was a pit bull, and he died from parvo, and. I made dog treats in honor of him. Mm. So, and just to spread the awareness of Parvo and like what it does to dogs. Um, it's a little bio on my site that is like catered to Pablo. They're called Pablo Treats. And so that is where the dog treats came from. Mm. I love dogs too. So, yeah. perfect. <laughs> perfect. So, if y'all need dog treats, if y'all need cookies, um, or if you need any custom orders, make sure that you tap in with Jocelyn. So want to thank you for your time and thank coming you. to the podcast, opening up about your story and your truth. Um, surely appreciate it. And hopefully somebody gets some gems and some wisdom from this so that they can so. get their thing going or, you know, be inspired to um, seek out black businesses, what we're trying to, uh, the mission we're trying to do here on Black Friday. So thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, y'all. So I will holler at y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>